Oh, this is delicious. She finally realizes her place in all of this, her place in all of their lives. Volok's gambit was well played, better than he would have imagined. It's a shame I was never able to properly thank him before he was dispatched. I may have to do something about that. Hey everybody, it's time to roll for intent. I'm your GM, Trevor, and we're all doing really strange things with our faces right now. No, it was that's mostly just my you guys. It was mostly my tongue. My face it, was it, pretty normal. Yeah, it was all tongue. It was. Just lots of tongue. It was a lot of tongue. A lot of tongue. It was a weird three-way kiss. It was. It was very strange. Sensual. Oh, Christian's joining in late, but he got there. Nice. Nice. There you go. Going for the traditional snake, I see. This is a yeah, weird my tongue's way to not start super flexible. <laughs> okay, uh, Christian, can you fold your tongue? Okay, can any of us not fold our tongue? <laughs> Jake. I can do it. Okay. 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 We're all folders. Cool. <laughs> I thought that referred to Michael, what's your pants? penis situation? Just ask. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because, like, pre banter, Michael's like, can everybody do it? Can everybody do it? And we're all like, yeah. And he's like, prove it. <laughs> I want to see. <laughs> Don't mind the napkin in my lap. <laughs> Well, how you doing, y'all? Doing pretty good. I have a nervous kid, though, and this I wanted to bring up with the the group because for some of you, this probably wasn't nearly as long ago as it was for some of the rest of us. But my son is taking his first solo flight. He's going to Florida. He has a connecting flight. He is 17 and he is getting nervous as all get out as this gets closer. <laughs> He'll be here if you want to dox him at this time at this airport. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, but, you know, as a kid, you know, it's the first time he's going to be out on his own. If shit goes south, like there's no one to bail him out. That's like you're on your own. So, you know, obviously people can make phone calls, but you're going to be in a state. You don't know anyone. You're going <laughs> to this is all you. So what were what were some of your guys's first core memories as becoming adults? I will say I was solo flying at like, I don't know, seven, eight. So like my wow, first you're so cool. solo connect. No, it wasn't. It was stupid my first solo connector flight i was 12 and uh, this isn't i don't think a core member i hardly remember this but like my first solo connector flight was in i was about 12 and i had to pass through atlanta on my way to new orleans and uh, i got stranded in atlanta for 14 hours as a 12 year old with like no money um i had like a single food voucher that didn't work it was a sad little boy Oh, that tried to call collect home and I couldn't get it to work right. And yeah. You may not have had a cell phone, but you were flying pre 9-11, which is something I I literally can't even fathom. So yeah. Yeah, like my like going through the gate. It's like, all right, yeah. Oh, you have liquor? Yeah, cool. You bring it in. That is that a gun? Yeah, just we'll hold on to that for you. Is that six ounces of an unidentified liquid? Get on. Cool. Yeah, Yeah, don't for it. Don't worry, Jake. Those baggage <laughs> fees are going to go away. They're just doing that right now because of 9 11. Yeah. It's just, just yeah. for right Temporary now. Measure. <laughs> Corporations would never. You know what? If you fly enough, the bags are free. 
I feel conflicted. I, I, I feel like I just I want to ask about gas prices now because that's all I ever hear anybody talk about. The like lowest I ever saw as a child was 86 cents per gallon. I remember mid 70s, I think. Mid, mid Back 70s. Back in my day. Yeah, I don't know, man. My first like adult core memory is just like my like my first job. <laughs> like the first time I, I actually like went to work and got a job. It was like, oh what man, was, I'm surrounded like? by people. Like I don't. Well, it's I was, you know, it's it's you're in a new environment, surrounded by people you don't know, um, to meet an expectation set before you. Which I mean, looking back, isn't, isn't that, that difficult? Just school? Yeah, it, it kind of is. But like, I I didn't get a job until like after I had graduated high school. Oh. So they, mostly uh, because job, I had listened to Trevor. Uh, uh, my first job was Big B Coffee. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was a barista uh, or a burrito, depending on uh, your pronunciation. <laughs> I, burrito? Mm. <laughs> my, I don't think I've ever actually heard burrito. Yeah, like no, it. it's, that's not correct. I had a friend of mine <laughs> who, when I worked there, just said, like, uh, how is your job being a burrito? Uh, continuing the theme of uh, first time flying. Um, so my first time actually flying was a solo flight across the Atlantic to Germany. Um, I was going there at 14 for a summer thing. I was going to spend like three-ish weeks there, part of a program. Um, Some place called the program? Eagle's Nest. <laughs> huh? he, he, he was going to the Auschwitz reenactment. <laughs> no, God. Side where you on, Micah? Well, I, I, I was going to be in West Germany uh, in a town called Bonn. Um, anyways, so that was my first time flying, uh, and it was a connecting flight in the Netherlands. I was uh, I was 14, landing in the Amsterdam airport. I could not sleep because I still am not able to sleep on flights, and um, I uh, I was terrified because I'd never flown before. I'd never had to navigate this kind of thing on my own before. Um, spoke German fine, but you know it doesn't really matter in the Netherlands because they all speak English, and it's not Germany. But um, <laughs> hey, Micah, Micah, yeah. Micah, <laughs> Micah, yeah. Micah thank you I for explaining this. it to the Americans I, in the audience. Yes, because I haven't done this for a while, and it's funny. Can you uh, can you say the number five hundred and fifty five in German, please? <laughs> Jesus, what so, a fucking fairy tale language! It is a, it is a goofy. Okay, uh, wait, wait. The, look at France, though. Look at French. Don't leave them out of this equation. Uh, we'll get, get to, we'll get to France in a bit. Okay. Uh, yeah, the, the funniest word in German is the word for ambulance, which is Krankenwagen. I still like speed limit sign yeah. the best. Geschwindigkeitsbegrenzungsschild. It's like seven syllables. Anyways, moving on. Um, That's why the Germans so, lost the war. It took them too long to give orders. It's true. Um, so in, uh, in the Netherlands, in the Amsterdam airport, uh, absolute bitch of an airport. And it was awful for my first time. Um, my layover there was for, fo- was four hours. I, uh, went to my gate very early because I didn't want to, you know, miss it or get lost, whatever. And, uh, I take a nap for about two and a half hours because I couldn't sleep. Um, I wake up and, uh, I look up at the monitor and, uh, my flight is not there anymore. Uh, it was replaced with a flight to like Dusseldorf or Cologne or whatever. I don't know. Um, and uh, I begin to panic because, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I frantically look around. Uh, I, I find an attendant. I find a desk like uh, the, the help desk giving information, whatever. And they, I ask them, hey, what, what happened to my flight? Please help. 
And uh, they're like, we don't know what happened to your flight. Give us a little while. Uh, something weird is going on. And uh, all the while, uh, there are alerts going on over the loudspeakers calling out people specifically for being late to their flights. So, um, you know, you'd say, you, you'd hear like, uh, Mr. So-and-so, your flight to, uh, I, I don't know, Paris is being delayed because you are li- late for getting on your flight. Please go to your gates immediately or we will leave without you. Um, and I didn't want that to happen to me. So, uh, yeah, just, you know, waiting for, uh, waiting to figure out what's going on. Uh, turns out, like, they changed the gate without telling anyone. Um, so the, you know, like they just moved me to a different <laughs> gate. Whatever. I, I ended up being fine. That. Yeah. I ended Watch up flying into shit. Cologne. Yeah. Flying into Cologne instead of Bonn, like I had expected or, um, into Frankfurt, excuse me. But yeah, it ended up not being a big deal, but at the time it was absolutely terrifying. And, uh, that's why I hate flying to this day, but I do it unfortunately frequently. I was ready oh, for I you to flying. say, that's when I remembered I'm a bird and just flew to Bonn by myself. I fell asleep, but I woke up and it was 1943. <laughs> oh, everything God. was fine for some reason. Everything was fine. <laughs> there were no issues. His flight Nothing going on. come in by then. Yeah, he said he said this was many, many years ago. He was still downy soft. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, Jesus. He's not in this yeah. podcast at all, Cam. You know that. I'm right here. <laughs> you truck stop, Jesus. You're not real, Jesus. <laughs> I, I like that. That's oh, a good boy. one. I think my earliest one, I was probably a little bit older uh, because like, I don't know. I, I, I think I lived pretty sheltered. Like, yeah, I was flying back and forth, but it was like just it was just a thing. It didn't really register as a big deal having to fly because my parents had divorced and my dad lived in Michigan. My mom lived in, in Louisiana and I went back and forth for like alternating holidays and, you know, I'd go up for spring break and I'd go up for a few weeks in the summer and stuff like that. Uh, but I think my biggest one, I was probably, it's probably the summer after I turned 16. Um, so I was, right before I started my senior year of high school, I think. And uh, I'd been working um, with a, uh, my stepdad, Jake's dad, my stepdad, uh, as a mover. And we were down in a place called Galliano, Louisiana. And uh, it's, it's down by the coast. It's down by uh, Grand Isle. It's way out from where we lived in Baton Rouge. You know, like, two and a half, three hour drive, something like that. And while we were down there, I left the tool, not just any tool. I left the drill, right? I left the drill at the, uh, the client's house. I know this story after we had, you know, done every, you know, put everything away. Um, and also, uh, in, uh, where was the other place? I guess it was Homa, Louisiana. I hadn't left something, but something got left on the job site. I didn't leave it. I had to go pick up the drill and this other item. I think it was another tool, like a smallish tool. And I remember driving in my 1985 Pontiac Parisian that got like 11 miles to the gallon all day just to go all the way down to Galliano. It somewhere I'd never gone. This was like I didn't have a cell phone yet. I didn't have GPS. It was all smartphones like back then. handwritten directions. I didn't even do MapQuest because, you know, I'm too cool for that shit. Your printer didn't have so, toner. 
Well, probably. I mean, whose printer ever has ink? My printer never has ink. I'm pretty sure like the ink gremlins drink it as soon as I put it in the freaking thing. I get like four pages and it's like low on yellow, but I'm printing black. Anyway, um, but make that whole trip down to Galliano on my way back. It was one of the worst storms I've ever driven in on my way up to Homa. And like, it was, I left at six in the morning and I didn't get home until like 10 30, 11 o'clock at night. And that was like the longest I had ever driven by myself. You know, I had just gotten my license, maybe, I don't know, three months before, like my regular license with the restrictions on it, like three months before. So I was, uh, that was probably the biggest one for me. And I honestly, that's probably where I kind of fell in love with long car trips, like driving by myself in the middle of nowhere. I love doing that shit, man. It is one of my favorite things to do is to effectively get lost in the middle of nowhere. I did it a few weeks ago when I was in Oklahoma, um, coming back from a job there. I did it when me and Sarah went to the UK. I got completely lost in the Cotswolds. And that had a sounds fantastic tr- time. Yeah, lost like on the wrong side of the road. Everything it was great. I loved that. I love you know driving in the country, you know back roads. I stuff. remember it's great. I uh, when I was in high school, I had a handful of friends, some of which Micah knew, where uh, our idea of fun because we lived in the middle of nowhere and we're broke is that we would pool what little money we had together and then we would all get into a car very late at night in the boonies and then drive out into the middle of the country. And then everybody would turn their phones off. We would get violently high. And then we would try to find I our way. I know exactly who you were with. <laughs> <laughs> and it was fun. It was just fun. Yeah. I really, like nobody had a phone, so you couldn't find your way back. Everybody just like talked with the windows down and we looked at deer and got scared at bushes for no reason. And then everybody went home. I never did. So I full full disclosure to everyone. First time I had any THC was like two years ago. And it doesn't agree with me. It just it makes me I'm feel like paranoid and shitty right now. <laughs> I was convinced, take a look at this virgin. <laughs> I was convinced that like if I ever did the kind of luck I have, it'd be like, oh yeah, this is the DEA doing random checks as soon as I tried to do something, right? And FBI, it just never up. really appealed to me right and and you know i've tried a few times it's just not my thing makes me paranoid and dizzy and yeah gives me time dilation cam remember right before we did the charity game and i was talking to you guys i was like i'm really high i don't fucking know what's going on yeah that was one of the last times i did it because it's like i would take 15 minutes to write a two sentence text or it felt like two of you were high as fuck for that game I was just like, what the fuck? One of them was like, I took too many gummies. And I was like, oh God, here we go. Hey, it still worked. Uh, But like, we would go and do firework fights when I was a kid. (laughs) I can't believe mom and dad were so worried about because you did shit like this and then you made napalm and all this other horrific redneck engineering. And all I did was play video games and smoke weed. I'd blow up stuff out at my friend's place in the middle of nowhere. And like we were out doing um, like fireworks fights at a friend's house. And he had just come back from Mississippi. 
where all this extra stuff that we couldn't get in Louisiana was legal. And he had this back of his Mustang was completely <laughs> Can, wait, full no, of stuff. Hold on. Can you take a second to really appreciate that sentence? These fireworks were illegal in Louisiana. <laughs> so we went across the border to Ole Miss to get these bad right. boys yeah. where they truly don't give a shit about personal yeah, safety. Husker do's, Husker don'ts, gun ticklers. <laughs> <laughs> but we had exactly. all this shit. So we're like taking moon travelers and like sh- lighting them up and holding them in our hands and like shooting them at each other and shit. Um, and you know, we did, we were doing that for like 45 minutes, me and uh, Josh and Kevin and Ben, Jake knows all these people. And uh, half of them are probably dead. I don't know. No, I mean, one of them named their kid, like after a emo band. So R.I.P. Um, Rip to a so, real one. Right. I, uh, I'm out there and like I'm off by myself in this dude's front yard. Everybody else is like, you know, 25, 30 feet away. And this black, blacked out, um, like, I don't even know what it was. I guess it was probably like an Altima or something. It wasn't some cool car or anything. It was just like fucking murdered out. Uh, comes by me, rolls her window down and drops something out right at my feet. And everybody notices what it is, and they run from it. I'm like, what are you guys running from? What? What?" And I look down at it just in time to realize that it was like an artillery shell that they'd wrapped in duct tape right next to where I was standing. And I got you know away from it far enough before it blew up, but it blew up, and the sparks went in the back of Ben's car and lit up the fireworks in the back. Yeah, that what was the fuck? That was a rough, rough afternoon. That's some National Lampoon shit right there. Yeah, yeah I love yeah. when you're just like, yeah, That's, I never did any cool shit when I was a kid, except menace. like a high school, like, <laughs> fuck, like, like you had a high school movie <laughs> afternoon. Like, that was some uh, Ferris Bueller shit. Like, oh, my I, buddy went and bought illegal fireworks from out of state, and then like a lit cigarette <laughs> cherry went into the back. Uh, Speaking, well, of- I did make, I did take like a three gallon gigantic mason jar and fill it full of napalm. And took it out to the woods and like lit it up and launched it at a big concrete canal and it made like a probably three hundred yard oil slick of fire. Three hundred yards. Three hundred yeah, yards. Man. What the I'm, fuck? I'm dead you mean three hundred feet or three hundred <laughs> yards? No, no, three okay, yards. Three football I'm fields. Dead so, uh, so a thousand feet almost. Yeah, of man. Fucking... Absolutely. I'm not that. I was fucking terrified. Remember that, that BP gonna, like, oil spill? The... That wasn't BP. That was Trevor. He was just <laughs> fucking around in the canals. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Or like be waiting in the canals, you know, no hip waiters or anything. Just jumped in there like stupid kid. You know, I'm probably 15. 14, I wouldn't 15. Fuck, I wouldn't have done that then. Like you don't and, jump in water in the Bible belt. That's right, fucking exactly. stupid. And we're walking and stuff. And like, we, we go to the end of this, this canal and we get out and it like opens up to a larger canal and uh, we got out of the water and like behind us was like a six foot long alligator that was in the water about 10 feet back from us that just speaking of being in hot going water we just got done with this combat yeah i know I'm right it's about dying. a 20 minute recording that's gonna get cut big time <laughs> yeah we really went off the rails there didn't we it was all of my eccentric <laughs> german slurs yeah that was my fault that was my fault <laughs> that was not your fault it's, it's me that i'm the problem Trevor. it's me yeah uh, dude Quick thing, though, before we keep going, I think we may need to uh, make a health call. Uh, Henry Kissinger is not answering my calls, and I'm getting pretty worried about him. Uh, <laughs> fuck him. Yeah. Ding dong, the bitch is dead. Rest 
in torment, you piece of shit. Wait, Rest did he actually shit. die finally? He's, He's yes. actually dead. dead. Jesus dead. fucking Christ. Finally. Death I'm was too drink good tonight. for you, Henrique I am going to toast death this evening. I'm excited. You should get drunk and play Lethal Company with Micah and I. Ooh. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. I could be persuaded. Wait. We'll see. No, I have, I have to go into the office tomorrow. I cannot stay up late. Fuck yes, you, Micah. Oh, wait, this is my office, bitch. You, you got some boots to lick? <laughs> I want to stay employed. <laughs> Henry Kissinger wants you to go to the office tomorrow. Yeah, Henry Kissinger wants you to go to the office That's tomorrow. True. That is true. Blow off your friends and family and close acquaintances to fucking, you know, go turn in your hours at the man. All right, guys, let's actually get back to it. Hey there, podcast listeners. It's your GM, Trevor, here. It's been a bit since I did one of these, but I figured with 2023 coming to a close, it's probably time. Whether you've been here since day one, you binged our whole collection in a week, or if this is your first time you've downloaded an episode, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now, it's been a while since I've asked y'all for anything, but it being Christmas and all, we do have one thing you could do for us that would mean the world. Take two minutes and jump into your podcast app of choice and leave us a review. Stars are fine. Words are amazing. That is the number one way for us to reach more people. If only 5% of you dropped a review on iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever, we would reach so many more people. If you haven't done so yet, drop on by the Discord, wolferintent.com slash Discord. Now, let's get back to the show. Last week, y'all fought some bug-eyed hound goobers that were chasing after Rin Savinci. Or Savinci, I don't know, like every once in a while I talk to Freeman from Uncharted North and he makes fun of me for my pronunciations, justifiably. Uh, but I don't care anymore. Uh, did you just say pronunciations? Wait, did I say pronunciations? You did. Fuck me. See, that's the problem. I'm <laughs> stupid. You're like one step You're away from excited. saying missile for no reason. Missile. Uh, so you guys uh, fought these things that were hugging the walls hard. Uh, boot bop teleporting around the room. We're able to cast things like haste and slow. They brought our big meaty man Gulakan down at least once. Uh, they they were a problem for a while, but Tastus was able to determine that they were hounds of Tindalos. Um, and was able to surmise some weaknesses and laid the smack down with that bow. Didn't you have at least two crits in that combat with freaking bow strikes? It was ridiculous. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I was or, really like really you well. had a natural 20 that was not a crit, it just made your fail a success. <laughs> you know, we get what we get, right? Exactly. It's better than nothing. I think you dealt the killing blow on both of them anyway. So, um, you did at least on one of them. Afterwards, Rin is excited, um, visib visibly and audibly. She lets out a howl, casts gust of wind, and blows away the shards of these shattered temporal beasties like dust in the wind as Kansas plays in the background. All we are is dust in the wind. All we are is dust in the wind. Yes. 
trying to go for it, whatever. I'll fix it in post. Fuck you. It better sound fucking amazing. You better blend and do be like a three part harmony. It's gonna be no, great. You gonna if be you, great. you have Sarah help you do it, she'll she'll know what to I do. I just I just like that that fight turned into team meat and team bones with <laughs> as Mordrin and Golakon taking one, and the fucking super old ass man and the skeleton fucking taking the other. Right, calcium and meat. I, I enjoyed that fight. Those are really cool creatures. That was a um, really interesting fight. I like enemies like that. Like that. That felt fun. Yeah, they're they're interesting. Yeah, I I felt we would have done better had, unfortunately, Cam not been slowed too. That was a that's brutal. Oh, I yeah, still managed the shove. I still managed the shove. That, that was a really big the shove. And you know what I'm gonna do because of how you guys handled that fight. I'm gonna give everybody two hero points. That's what I'm gonna do. Everybody's oh, gonna shit. get two. What a fucking cop hero out. Points. Hey, hey, Freeman, Freeman, listen to this. Two hero points. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Freeman gives us plenty of hero points. I don't give them ever at all. So I, you, I, I, you know, I didn't want to say anything, but you are fucking awful at you I'm, know. Yeah. <laughs> you if somebody does a cool thing. <laughs> I, I was I was gonna follow it up, but I you know Christian's right. I should have just left it hang. You are awful. I'm awful. I just I know. Anyways, I know. Uh, anyways, moving on. I'm actually starting a petition to replace Trevor with GM Liam. Don't tell anybody. Ooh, the jig ooh, is up. Pick me. <laughs> We're starting a union. How is everyone? I'm I'm a little banged up actually. Uh, Tacitus, you still with us? Oh yes, I'm, I'm I'm quite all right. Honestly, they barely touched me at all. Actually, that's why I was picking on you. I know you didn't even get like hurt in that fight, did you? Yeah, Malleus will walk over towards Golakon, who I believe is you. Got up, right? You stood up finally. Uh, finally, yeah, I, I finally stood up. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, you were being hairy I know, by I know, a yes, creature. I know. <laughs> yes, I I have stood up. Finally, got your ass off the ground. I'm sorry. I was mostly doing this one on my own. As Morgan no. did help a mint. No, I, you shut the fuck up, narrator. I am still <laughs> in the middle of my speech. No, as Morgan was incredibly supportive and helpful, but uh, the fires that burn within him and I will keep these furnaces of flesh moving. You fought admirably. I saw your combat prowess without needing to say a single word. You will be a fine addition to our group. I look forward to pressing deeper into these abominable vaults. Deeper and deeper. Uh, Rin, Rin, you okay? She is uh, breathing very heavily and staring kind of into the middle distance with tears streaming down her face. And she doesn't, she doesn't seem to respond to your words at all. Ah, she's fine. That That's normal for her. Malleus will start to, like, look aggravated as soon as, like, the fights calm down. I don't know if Golakon necessarily notices, because I don't know how well Malleus shows emotion as well as he can with no face. Uh, my sense motive is plus 13. I'm gonna say that so. you are very emotionally perceptive. <laughs> how about, <laughs> yeah. How about we'll just go out on a limb there and say that. Um... Malleus seems aggravated because as soon as he heard Tacitus in the middle of the fight explain what these were, it made sense to him because he's read about these things. 
And if I feel like what Micah's crush check told us last time is that these creatures, like, respond to people that are, like, trying to make deals with higher powers, correct? No, they, what they do is, um, they chase people that fuck with time too much, essentially. Okay. Malleus, basically, uh, barring my, my, um, fogginess on the details he's aggravated because he knows that these things are they respond to somebody meddling at something that they shouldn't they don't just show up for nothing so i have like 30 hp i think out of the 85 that i normally have so i'm kind of hurt there are fresh chips and cuts and and breaks and the the bones inside of malleus's armor and across his skull maybe even missing a bit of one of his tusks and he'll put the hammerhead flat on the ground so its handle is sticking vertically and then point an accusatory finger towards Rin from across the room and say, You! Explain! Now! Olakon will step up next to Malleus and also mean mug the shit out of Rin. Tacitus is going to get closer to Rin. Um, you know, putting one it arm in front Olakon of her. two minutes to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only slowed for a minute. And goddamn it, <laughs> okay, we wait. One minute. We wait. <laughs> just imagine yeah, like really cool music. Of, no, I could just step. I'm gonna take all of his voice and like slow it down by thirty percent in the recording. Oh, that'd be <laughs> awesome! Great. I didn't do like, anything as Golik on. I don't think yet. <laughs> Tough. You did earlier. Maybe you don't have to. Oh, right, right. I can retake that. You don't have that to for them to just fuck with you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Welcome to the show. <laughs> it, it all started with a little boy. You see, I, I couldn't, I couldn't stand to lose him. It haunted. Calm down there, Epstein. It's okay. <laughs> oh, got her got her you see I had this island I bought as part of a timeshare <laughs> and that's where all the timeshare started happening yes obvious this was the time was island I was trying to I was trying to save the children you see oh god keep them from aging well this is better than what I planned <laughs> way better than what I planned <laughs> Wow, as part oh of level 11 God. for being an inventor, I get access to this weird feat called adrenochrome. What's this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no. I love how this oh, always just no. goes off the rails. So it's quickly. a ritual? <laughs> what? There's like, okay, so like, it is literally the trifecta of Jake, Christian, and me just like absolutely fucking being menaces. <laughs> Just, There's a secondary caster. Dear listeners, everyone in the Discord call is dying right now. Michael looks like he's taking a massive shit. Trevor looks like he's crying. Christian is cackling like a witch. And Jake is just sitting there with smug satisfaction of knowing he started it all. This is 80% of episodes for me. Oh my my heart! Uh, I try Jesus. to I try to make uh, <laughs> Trevor like induce his like evil Elmo laugh that he does when he gets <laughs> real going. Oh so, yeah, yeah, no. If you ever picked up like a tickled yes. me Elmo that has like a badly wired box, where it's like <laughs> <laughs> that's like Trevor when he really loses it. Oh my god! Anyway, um, it all started dude, eighty-seven years ago. It was that damn smile. You know, smile. badly wired box is a really good name for a chick emo band. <laughs> 
God damn it. Jesus. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. I had a, 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 I had a friend of mine who started a, a two-female duo to do, like, acoustic shows around the area when I still lived in Lansing, and I told her that they sh- he, she should name her Van Tenacious V and just do, like, Tenacious D covers. Less funny. Less funny. Cam, Cam Less funny. had the best band name that's mildly offensive that I've ever heard still. I... I I laugh about it to this day. Sinister Twink. So good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> that sounds like the first half to a band name. There needs to be and another and like and some other goofy troop. And the Braddy Bottoms. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sinister Twink and the Power Tops. <laughs> I literally drove each other off screen, audience. Uh, oh, fuck. <sighs> well, we haven't had Patreon content in a while. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. I'm oh. here to help. Oh, I went really lightheaded there. That was bad. <laughs> All right, back, back Jake to Jake is bending over reality. his bed for some reason. I don't know. <sighs> it's auditioning. My vape was in the bed and I forgot it there. It's a bunch of left-handed bassists and they're all very svelte. Uh, <clears throat> left-handed bassist. Wow. Yeah, sinister. Um, I, we got it. Well, I don't know. It made Jake me can. laugh. Nah, no, I know. I know it made you laugh. That's what I'm here for. Anyway, it all started with a little boy. You see, I, I saw him die. And he, he was so close to living. It haunted me, his death. There was nothing I could do to stop it. For weeks, I would dream of nothing but this little boy's pained cries as something consumed him and pulled him back through the rent between the planes that I saw him emerge from. (sighs) That answers very little. It honestly raises more questions. Actually, yes. Many more questions. You just had a boy that walked through a portal, and you kept it? No, the, the boy died. But you said he came through a portal. He, he did. He was pulled back through it. Killed. I, I sought... I sought help from others in my order, others of the caravan, who told me to think nothing of it, that there was nothing I could do. I could not take solace in this. I knew there was something, something was calling to me. I I saw it. I saw it. Diviners and, and, and harrow readers. Eventually I found someone that seemed to know what happened, that seemed to know what I could do, seemed to know my pain and offered a way to fix it. As luck would have it, it was here in Otaria. A strange man, robed with a lantern, walked with me for a time. After I told him my story, what I was searching for, the the pain that had almost driven me from my order, he offered me something. He said it would let me relive a day, as many times as I needed, until it was right. It was a lantern. He called it the Lantern of the Last Day. I really wish now, despite the good that was done with it, that I had let that lie. 
it became my obsession reliving that day over and over and over again. I can still feel that rickety cart ride, the pain in my back as it went over the, the stony plains outside of Absalom, the smell of the dusty earth, that sound of wet flesh being torn asunder as that boy died again and again as I failed over and over to save him restarting the day every morning anew until I could find the solution. I think I spent four years in that day and I solved it. You see, I I was able to pinpoint the exact moment that the portal was open and give it more power. The boy somehow opened it on his own, running from something. It was a young Kyle boy. Seemed to run right out of the shadow plane into my arms. None of you knew him. But Billion would recognize a name. No, no other in this town remember him. Beethoven. The boy grew up to Beethoven. I'm glad I spent that time, but something happened. Those when, when I was I was able to 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 succeed when the lantern of the last day's light was finally extinguished. I fear that it released something that the last day was not my last day, you see. I searched for that solution, for, 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 for an answer to my problem for almost 40 years, you see. 40 years had passed between from me first seeing the boy and me receiving that artifact from the man in the woods. And when I extinguished that light, it rewrote 40 years of history in an instant. Not only did it do that, but I feel like blowing the candle out started the true last day. For shortly after I blew the candle out, the light of the gauntlet began to grow brighter across the fog vent. I want to make sure that I understand you. You're saying that your actions have attracted the attention of these beasts. I would say that is so. You know, when I first came to Otari, I had a tidy little shop. It wasn't that big open air thing that I have now. In fact, it was the same location. I just destroyed the walls when I realized what the walls meant to me. When I realized that I could not get a moment's peace, when I realized these things would stalk my every waking moment. So, they are here to bring balance. They will not stop until you are dead. Am I understanding? This is the first time I have seen them slain. Normally I can flee... Uh, if I find that if I focus all my mental energy on the image of a sphere, sometimes it weakens them and I'm able to to flee. But I, I did not want to leave you behind. I did not risk that this time. But you killed them. 
I don't know if that's the end of them searching for me, but now I know they can be killed. I was never sure before. I don't think they can ever really truly bring balance. It's more penance for my sins, but I feel like my penance is already forthcoming due to the awakening in this place. I recognize that thing. And she points at the planet in the mural that was not there originally in this room. Well, first, before we move on, I want to be explicitly clear. Are you saying that you changed the outcome of an event that already occurred? Yes, I did. Malia starts to snarl. It's like, of course these beasts are after you. You stole something you can't repay. You did so. years of time. Did you expect no repercussions? You did so without considering the cascading effects of the ripples through time? I thought I could contain them. I didn't know that it wouldn't bring me back to the point that I couldn't relive the instance. For 40 years. I bowed the candle and I was back 40 years in the future with all of the repercussions behind me. No way to change them. No way to move the dial forward or back. The amount of energy released in that change is terrible. The potential of a universe in 40 years all changed. All of that entropy and decay coalesced to a single point. I think she's back because of me. This is this is beyond all imagination. This is beyond all reckoning. So if I understand correctly, what you're saying is that Belcora, who we understand to be beholden to a god of death and entropy, could have possibly been fed by 40 plus years of every single day you watching the miserable death of somebody you loved. No, it's 40 years of changed futures for everyone that I impacted over that time. It's an exponentially massive amount of change. And yet you sleep in this town. You call people here friends. I imagine you've known some of them for some time, knowing how aged you are. And yet, it seems to have not bothered you at all, in any way, shape, or form, that all of these people that have died over the last couple of weeks can all really be attributed to you. Golakon's hand clenches around his pick as Mally The Grave Knight, the so-called laser beam, the raising of the dead, and the undeniable return of Belcora herself, somewhere deep, deep below. Unless you can attribute her likeness and all of her former powers returning to somebody else. This is your fault. And I find it hard to not find a reason to kill you where you stand. All right, all right, calm down. I don't think Rin has this type of power. This place has been sealed off since Belcora's death. Malleus, you're over 500 years old yourself. You just came back not that long ago. 
I mean, people come back to life all the time. She was a, a major figure with this god. I I don't think her coming back had as much to do with Rin as she would like to believe. Even if not, she still messed with the 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 timeline. Golakan will look over at Mally the, the timeline, right? It's yeah, not even so stress. much that she messed with timeline or created some kind of divergence from a linear path that we refer to as time. It's not so much that she traveled through time. It's that she stole time. Yeah, what, what, he, what he said. Why, why didn't you just resurrect the boy? He wasn't on this plane. He was pulled back through the rent. I didn't know where he was from. I saw his face. I heard the screams. I saw it close. Uh, no offense, but I think you might have attachment issues. I mean, you just saw that boy for a moment. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Are you saying that you did all of this for somebody that you didn't know? Am I understanding this wrong? I was meant to believe that you had some kind of prior connection with this being, and that you literally broke the laws of the universe for, at least as we understand them as mortal living beings. Is that not the case? No, that is was right. I I felt for somebody you didn't know connected almost I know you don't believe in the in the fate and the will of the gods, but I felt like we were connected, that I was destined to save him and, and perhaps I was, but not for not for a, a greater positive purpose, but You misunderstand she, my point on the gods. I do not deny that they control fate. I deny their authority to do so. Tenny Wright, yes, this this is all that I have thought about since I spoke to Tovin on his return to the town, which to me it's so strange. I when I awoke to nominally the present, I had all of these memories of things I know I had never done. I remember shepherding him into the order. I remember him coming to the town every year to dental work. I remember all of those years that I never experienced. And I remember those 40 years I did experience. I remember waking after I blew out the candle and the, and the lantern of the final day and living that day like a ghost, like, like I wasn't me. Hearing the hounds in the distance was scarce a month before I had broken down the walls of my shop. And not a week after that is when I first saw the light. A light that I in my jumbled mix of memories have no recollection of. It seems this act of kindness that you did cost you greatly. I, it did. And I May I ask you? Deserving was of any punishment. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I came down here hoping to find answers, hoping to maybe prove that it wasn't me. But that there is the only proof I need to show me that it is my fault. And she points at the mural of this planet, a void bracken, and down from it, a single 
lantern with no flame lit. That is the lantern. That image is the lantern. The one I was given. It was built for this purpose. I don't know if it was built for me, but it was built for someone wallowing in despair and ennui and sadness who felt that there was a single point that would change their life. It was waiting for them. Malleus has a thought. I was the right person for it. Which Jake is going to speak out loud, which is, I wonder if this is an artifact directly tied to Nimbaloth that was actually a cursed item meant to like trap Rin in a constant state in, of perpetual misery and sadness, watching somebody she presumably at least had a tangible amount of care for die repeatedly over the course of decades. Uh, Golakon is honestly ready to cave this woman's head in for causing this much trouble to like Golakon is like torn because like understands family and stuff but like the amount of trouble that she's caused is and brought them into it and you know led them into this place to deal with it is making him have some yeah the fact that she's known this entire time that potentially what has happened is her fault directly and she has said nothing about it after the death of many many people in the town some of which were people yeah. i made yeah yeah <laughs> god damn it like she is like it's just like at what point is it not just that's and then nice. she let Face us down wall. here into a dark, dank dungeon that is known to be dangerous just so we can all be attacked together by what should have killed just her years ago. Fuck this bitch. Malice is of the same accord. If this was a manga panel, there'd just be like menacing going up and down around. Like, we look like killer men on the other side of this room right now. I, I, yeah. I do kind of like, though, your statement, Jake. That doesn't apply to any person here actually that she led them down here like this is none of the original party no i mean us like just us that's even worse oh, yeah. we're less well, we well, are less we connected this to this than any of the original group <laughs> that we're gonna come down here and we're bearing the cross for her sin like for for the record i love like, what the is story Mal- beat yeah but it's a really like, good story beat but what like, is to stop malleus from thinking like oh she just came down here so she could finally get rid of these things so she wouldn't be troubled and we anymore and she knew that she and, couldn't yeah. do it alone like golicon just got cte over this shit and now <laughs> you're laughing and about and a and medical condition <laughs> trevor fuck you you're, you're laughing. laughing about an imaginary you're laughing. character <laughs> he's got a, one pupil bigger than condition. the other and you're laughing <laughs> <laughs> the okay, only problem he's got, but yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I completely get it. It's fucking hilarious. But like, like Malleus um, is going to turn to like you know Tacitus first, and then try to like gauge what what as Mordred is thinking afterwards. But he's angry and can tell that Golikon is angry too, and he's like, hell yeah, finally, finally somebody agrees with me. Fuck this lady. Yeah, there's just like. Uh, you when Golikon is flexing, you just see like the worms and fucking ants and spiders crawling under his skin, just like ready. It's Bane, but grosser. Uh, I mean, isn't that what we're doing for the whole town? We're coming down here to deal with problems they can't. I'm really not understanding why this is vastly different. I feel like we wouldn't have to do this at all, given the circumstance. 
You Granted, could easily... I would still be trapped in that room probably for eternity. Yeah, I but mean, you as living creatures ask yourself what is better? That I am trapped I and cannot get GM out? GM bot event abomination vaults. We're going to do it no matter what. I mean... <laughs> I... <laughs> no, but you have to ask yourself the question, brother. Could your license already have been passed through? I cannot remember 40 years ago. I... I wonder if what she did had an effect, if she might have caused that. I don't know. See? You didn't even realize who you stole from. You have no idea the repercussions, how far your actions have gone. What if this period of time that Tacitus can't remember anything, or longer, is because of you? You don't know. Wait, does that mean that she stole this man's life? His fragile, fragile, close to death, having to take a wheelchair out here life. Malleus will turn and like hold his arms out wide. And, he was, and he'll say, like, not just his. How many others have died? I've lost count. Granted, I never particularly cared to begin with. But this should be more of a point for the rest of you, should it not? Dozens now, when you say you lost count, is that, is that things we've killed or, or are the other thing? <laughs> Gods. It's all I'm death. pretty sure I've heard Billiam talk about some fucko named Clort that he really cared about. Pretty sure Where that man is dead. Where is Billiam? Wasn't he his name was, when we Actually, I think his name was Clunt. But. No, no, he said that he was very hungry and needed to go eat somewhere else. So I'll turn back towards Tacitus and say, how many do you know? I don't know. I don't think the GM knows either because that'd be a weird thing to keep count of. But it's a tangible number. More than one. And many more have never been born. And there are others who live who would have died. I mean, for Christ's sake, every other time we go back into the town, they're getting ready to riot and tear each other apart because the fear and terror emanating from this place and the axe coming out of the Godlight's laser beam or whenever Belcora decides to actually show herself in her weird blood form, Mal- people have died. Melly's real quick. What's a, what's a Christ? that too who who's this christ <laughs> have you traveled uh, to other worlds it's 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 pronounced crust actually oh who's crust is it the, the, the never mind Golicon just like fucking stares into the middle distance like ah oh, truly a wise old man i know of this crust he's a he's a uh, level 20 life oracle take a deet my body is the crust oh I, <laughs> i've only heard of the uncrustable like, Malleus will turn towards Tacitus and be like, who are those people we fought the other day when the barrier was broken? <sighs> who were they? You told me once, say it again. Yes, they were those who came down into the godlight before. And how long ago was that? Mere days, a week. And were we not just passed by a torrent of souls of people who were trapped down there before we broke the seal that definitely numbered more than four? There have been many since... Them, yes. Many before. And many to come. Many to come. Malleus, do you have memory of when you came into being? Which time? In his current form. Not particularly. It is hard to keep track of time. I had been dead for some time, evidently, before I regained what you could call consciousness. I do not know exactly when it was, but I know that I've been waiting for a long time for something to distract the Valstrax long enough for me to reconstitute myself. It became very depressed after I died. 
I guess. It just stood in one part of the room for, I am assuming, years. It never moved. Just sighing. You have any inclination of how long it's been since you looked on this world with undead eyes? I remember fragments. I have a bit of a memory of the night sky and this town against it when I first arrived. It was more of just a camp or an outpost at the time. And that large water wheel outside, he's just the, the, the giant's wheel, didn't exist. What about when you awakened in the cage? It was dark and I was in pieces. Is it possible you yourself siphoned off some of this maleficent energy? I don't know. I don't have enough knowledge on the matter to make an educated guess one way or the other. I prefer to think that I came back from my own methods. Definitely not from your help or anything that you did. And definitely not from anything that Belcora did. I, I feel like it was the, uh, right about the time Cecil died, actually. And I look at the, the null skin he's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> An ear falls uh, when, off. It went gold. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, when Malleus says, I don't know, Golicon does the, like, shocked fucking gopher face. Like, just, what? Like, has never known Malleus to not know anything in, like, the day that he's known Malleus. It's just, Malleus, as far as Golicon is concerned, I'm pretty sure Asmordrin in character is smarter, but Malleus has been, like, that confident mid white guy energy the entire time <laughs> so, like, some parts of the character are really self inserts you know <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck but yeah and so I'll have you Golicon go my intelligence is still, is 16 <laughs> still fucking pissed you have to understand that Mal- it's not like Malice doesn't know about parts of his life because his memory is fragmented and broken. I don't know if he's explained that to Golicom, though. So I guess uh, if he sees your, like, I dumbfounded think- look, he turns to you. He likes you the most immediately out of everybody else because besides Billiam, you handle yourself in a fight, but you're not a complete moron, which is yeah. a really, really big deal. That matters a lot to Malleus. And he'll look at you and say, I do not remember anything of my previous life. I remember. It's hard to explain. Have you ever seen or heard of people when they have amnesia? They don't remember things about their immediate family or or personal things, but they don't forget what the earth is or how to breathe, for example. I know mm. I was alive. I know that and he gestures towards his body and points at his face like, I was an orc, and I suppose can still be considered one. But memories from that time are if not completely gone, fragmented at best. My clearest memories are after I regained consciousness, but sitting still for what I'm going to assume, and he looks towards Rin, 40 years wears down on the mine. I don't believe that I could begin to comprehend that long of a time. Maybe there was before this happened, and Golakon will gaze down at his own weird ass mutated like just imagine the beefiest bodybuilder you can imagine but fucked up in every way like just things that shouldn't exist are there um 
when muscles tense, there's other tensors that are happening at the same time. And we'll just look back at Malleus like eye to eye. I, it is possible that I have also been affected. Did I make the decisions that I, this is above my intellect. What is free will? Was I always destined to become this, or did she have a hand by erasing a timeline or creating a timeline? Or and Golakan just like takes one d six mental damage, and uh, <laughs> I I don't know that I could. What if the thing that she did? changed my outcome and turned me into this and we'll just like lift his hands up and flex really hard everything and be like Malleus will kind of ponder that thought for a moment and look up and say conversely I guess if that's true and he'll look towards Rin and say I should thank you in a sick way you've given me exactly what I would have wanted if your actions are responsible for me gaining consciousness again Rin takes some halting steps towards you, slowly, um, trying to be as non-threatening as possible. I truly deserve whatever punishment befalls me for this. It was a horrible sin, but I, I feel like you can make it right. As she gets closer to you, you said your hammer is is head down, and the you know the pommel is facing up, right? Yeah. She she goes to the um she she comes to you and she's like may I and she gestures towards your hammer sure take a look and um on the palm of the hammer we talked a lot about what was on the head of the hammer there was a there was an engraving of you ostensibly sitting on a throne with undead supplicating themselves before you. But there's a design on the pommel as well, and Rin has picked up on it. The pommel is cylindrical um, and has a tapered bit at the end. And there's a stylized flame that can be seen from multiple angles of the pommel. Do you not see the resemblance? And she points over um, at the, the mural the lantern that she had said proves that she had a hand in this. It's here. This is the same design. Can you, can you pick up your hammer and let me see the other side? I, I don't think I have the strength to wield it. He does so. And she starts searching the image and she gets to where you're sitting on the throne. And you didn't notice it before because it just looked like some stylistic design choice that whatever energy had imbued this had somehow taken. But sitting in front of one of the sides of the throne, the legs, for lack of a better term, one side is different from the other, and the side that is different holds the same lantern, but broken in two. That wasn't there before. Where did you get this hammer? I've always had it. These designs, they've always been on it? No. Those are a recent amendment. Where are they from? There was a power 
Was it in this room? I actually forget now that I think about no, it. No, it was at the Dancing Dryad. Right. We went into the forest. Something the mayor wanted us to do. Check up on old family of his. There was an energy there. A sliver of the first world, perhaps. Bleeding into our reality. I touched the hammer with that light. And a black flame danced across the head. It carved this image. Do you remember the place you're at? Malleus does. <laughs> I forget what it's called off the top of my head. Dancing Dryad is the answer for that. I thought you meant like the general area. My bad. No, no, like that. Yeah. It was a inn or a, a dance studio some hundred years ago called the Dancing Dryad. I have no memory of that. I do not know how. But I believe they fell into disrepute, perhaps. Some Some creature masquerading as a vampire lived inside. Yes. That was not known to me, but it fell into ignominy. Oh, some 40 years ago. When Osa's family lost track. Yes, the, uh, the creature had kept a family member of Yosef's, Osef's, sorry, <laughs> in some kind of suspended animation, a state between death and undeath, to maintain this area, ritual, spell, whatever. I never got a chance to really study it, nor did I really want to. I wonder if that's also somehow connected. If... The changes wrought for evil are being pushed back at by a moral arc of the universe or something. God, I just love, like, Rinsevixi going, like, Pepe Sylvia on us. <laughs> She's like, it's all connected. <laughs> I truly hope the hounds no longer chase me. If there were more coming, I suspect we would have heard them by now. But I will wait. I will test the waters. But I am... Um, Almost beyond a shadow of a doubt, I believe that what I have done was orchestrated somehow by Belcora or her followers to give rise to her yet again. The mural confirms it. Your hammer confirms it. Your very existence, Malleus, seems to hinge on this release of energy. You activated her trap card. Perhaps you will be the one to tip the scale. Under your own power. Not the power of the gods, of course. I should make my way back to the town. Whatever horror befalls me, befalls me. If we do not see again, meet, if we do not meet again, know that my fate was deserved. And I live on with the utmost contrition for my actions. Now understanding the full breadth of what I've done, I don't know that I would do it again. But I don't know that I wouldn't either. The boy. Yes, the boy. He's gone too. Yes, the boy. He's buried up in the Immenwood. We visited his grave. He was Final Destination like 50-some episodes ago. God damn it. Fucking hell. (laughs) <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> Plot, plot, plot Jokes 
Basil we, we, we give you a solid thirty minutes of plot. Like, no, yeah, come on, I know. I know. it's it's like and perfect as Mordren. To, yeah, to be fair, as Mordren's just waiting for her to tell us our zodiac signs and get out her fucking healing crystals so we can move <laughs> on our way. <laughs> Malleus can't roll his eyes because he doesn't have them, but if he would, he would have been doing it this whole fucking time. I wonder, I have a hunch, maybe we should pay that grave a visit. It's only a hunch. We just did. Arin, I... Fate is a funny, fickle thing, but I believe you have yet a role to play in this whole story. You got nothing, Cam. Completely silent that whole time. That's nice, Grandpa. Take your meds. <laughs> Ouch. It's for gluck gluck, bitch. Got him. <laughs> Back in my day, gas was 80 cents a gallon. <laughs> Fuck. Perhaps I do, but I feel like I only serve to cast the first volley in a much longer struggle. If I can somehow atone, I will. Whatever you need me to do, I will do it. There are some things that you do that cannot be undone. You cannot fix what you broke. You're correct, Malleus, but they can be paid for. As much disdain as I have for you after this conversation, I am acutely aware that I am not in a position to dole out judgment. These people will still help me in my ultimate goal, which happens to line up with yours. Fixing your fuck up. Now, now it's this version leave. of Kerbal Space Program. You know plot, how to plot, use plot, a tele- joke. <laughs> I fucking know. It's so goddamn hard to have a serious moment. I thought it would be better after Todd was gone because nobody would just say prolapsed anus once an episode. Nope. <laughs> all right. Well, I was going to say something, but get the fuck out of here, Rin. You fucking sucked all the wind out of my sails. <laughs> Please. You know how to use a teleportation circle, you stupid bitch. I'm not even Go. doing you like this is why this is this, this on, is just tri- Jake to Trevor. I'm done doing the voice now. Just get out of here, Red. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Take your sick and frightened ass out of here. Wait, what? Yeah. Why, why did you come down here in the first place? Actually, to to show we were the bait. No fucking idea. Just we were the bait. She fight, knew this yeah, was coming. Fighting these dogs. Yeah, yeah she time. just lured. Why do you down? think I've been so fucking mad? <laughs> now, Testus lives with Rin, so this is going to be a pretty awkward conversation. It's going to be like, real tomorrow. weird when you go home tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah it But is. she said she awkward. wanted to see the mural in this room where she, where Belcora arose. Yeah, and we just and happened yes. to stumble upon these fucking dog fiend things. That she yeah, knew were coming because she looked at the goddamn corners of the floor and wall. We just got a whole exposition dump about, like, this is why I'm an agoraphobe.exe. This is why Rin is a piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck you, Red. I hate you now. Friendship with Wins of Vixie Endy ended. Friendship with Malleus. Now Brelda is best friend. <laughs> Golicon is my new best friend. <laughs> Two episodes I mean, from probably... trusted advisor to dog shit. It's great. That's that's real character. How far the mighty have you. fallen. I mean, there's probably a reason why tieflings are so hated on Galarian. I mean, just saying. <laughs> Jesus. You do your heritage a great honor. Why did I go as Morton? Fuck. I don't know. You do that a lot. You really. 
It's funny. I like you it. do remember the the harrow suit she kept doing and one of them was the hag. A secret to tear a community apart. And everybody knows, especially ancient beings like Rin Savixi, that you should just sit on those instead of telling people to make it better. Fuck this bitch. So just real quick, I don't think I've necessarily like made this super apparent, but like the whole idea is that she's only known about this for maybe six months. Like she has been wondering if this is the case because as far as she's concerned, as far as like the real space timeline, she received the lantern six months ago. No, for sure, Trevor. But like, um, if you're a person that unequivocally believes in what your cards fucking tell you, and you take that seriously and believe in that, then when other weird shit happens, you should probably tell people. And so that's why I don't feel any fucking mercy towards this person, because if you genuinely believe in those things, then it's not just, uh, well, haha, it's fun for me to like do a little bit of self-discovery, which is completely fine. Fuck you. Yosef you believe is in the heart. Dead. Of, you, you, you believe in the heart of the cards, bitch. Like, if you do that, then fucking, oh, shit, fucking follow me. Yosef is dead because of her. <laughs> yeah. It's the best rat boy. Rat, best rat boy and best golden boy, both dead. I held up his tail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. no, no. So, so to, to, to roll back around on that, she killed Solus. Not that fucking meat monster Bolognese pile. Rinsevixi killed Sol. She might as well have been holding the shield. It fucking separated his head from the rest of his body, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Man, this whole, like, aside, like, I'm trying to get uh, a feel of how this has turned into something that I'm going to have to keep in the show now, because this is like... Yeah, wow. Yeah, no, yeah. this is important. Like, it's all very important. No, no, like, I, like if, if we had another River Drake, I'd say feed her to it. Return balance to the ecosystem in some fashion. So Golakon is going to look at Rin and with just like misty eyed starting to cry, just you, you should leave. You should get out now. Oh God. I, I, I like, I, Malleus would never do this, but part of me wants me to just like comfort you. And like turn and look you at should, Rin, like Mally go. Should not, leave. Should not. I know, I know. He would never do that, but <laughs> uh, oh, I can't believe she did this to the best boy. I'm so angry. Oh, you made Golik. Wait, am cry. I the new best boy? Am I yeah, the new Bill, best boy? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I can't As believe it. it. Says nothing but hands you a handkerchief. Oh, thank you, Muckwort. Because I assume you actually got Muckwort to do it because crying <laughs> makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, just like, yes. yes, here you go. Yes. <laughs> Don't get wet. There's already enough of us. <laughs> I'm going to turn towards Tacitus. You've been unreasonably quiet. Has this bothered you too? Oh, extremely. Oh, I thought the sun had gone down again. He gets like that after he goes down. <laughs> no... I'm considering the divergent paths from her decisions, and I'm considering the paths that could have occurred if... Is she gone right now? Or like, Yes, it, yes, like, she has like, walked okay, out, okay, like, okay, silently. Okay. Got it, okay, like, cool. Like, head, uh, head down, just defeated. And I was considering the divergent paths that could have occurred had you 
gone through with what you had been planning. To harm her, to kill her. We cannot know all ends. I was angry originally at the idea of her meddling in something beyond her control, which she definitely did. But what I said is true. I am thankful, for I am returned. I'm still angry, but I was already seeking a change in my life. Is that truly her fault, or is that my own shortcoming? Oh, no, she's definitely at fault. No, I'm sorry. In the grander scheme of things, she is. Ah. But in my own personal journey, I do not believe that she is at fault. I do believe that was my own decision. I will not have her take my agency from me. I do not have much of anything left. I am not in charge. It is not my place to dole out judgment. I believe Osif is the lord of this land, and I do not seek to usurp his power. He should be informed, though. I am not close with the mayor. He knows of my existence, I believe, but we are very wary of each other. (sighs) Osef's grasp on power is becoming weaker and weaker. Informing him of this could lead to unexpected eventualities. There's already a lot of unexpected things in the town. Golakon pulls on a hat that just says, Make Otari uh, Rajani again. It says (laughs) Mora. God damn it. She just said, Make Otari great again, and just said it's a Moga hat. It would have been great. (laughs) There's already a lot of civil unrest inside of Otari. The townspeople are scared and worried. Telling and them that there is a direct cause, I'm I sure, tell you would the, make them the upset. The bureaucracy around getting permits is ridiculous. You saying we should overthrow the government, brother? I, it might not be a bad idea, honestly. I mean, it's kind of a shit show. We certainly couldn't do any worse. This adventure path just got completely off the rails. Right? As the future administration of the town it is best to keep it safe and so we must press further forward downwards if we must i think i think golakon's got a good face he could get elected <laughs> golakon smiles and then you watch as his upper lip wriggles as a worm passes through what's not the love i i do think there might be a small hiccup in the plan just because they think that i was born uh yesterday you don't have any bias. I don't have any bias. You, brother. As you all are discussing the fallout. Campaign of this, strategies. Oh. <laughs> uh, campaign strategies and the fallout of, of what's gone on. Uh, what's transpired uh, in the aftermath of Rin's uh, confession. A few dozen feet below you there's a mountain of a knight clad in shining gold armor massive long spear in one hand striding through the halls of the gauntlet breathing heavily his gleaming armor stained with blood and ichor bits of green and flesh clinging to the head of his spear he is stopped in his tracks 
by a figure, large, broad-shouldered, in a hood, doesn't seem to give him any pause. Oh, you, I did not expect to see you here, the knight says. He sounds tired, though his bearing would not suggest it. The caped figure lowers the hood. It's the face of a devil, red and horned, with a sinister intelligence in its eyes. My friend, this is where I've always been expecting you. And maybe we'll find out what that has to do with any of this shit when we come back next week. Aww, you son of a bitch. Wait, who's the gold knight? Am I bad? Lucas. Lucas is that Lucas Okay. Yeah. Roll for Intent uses trademarks and our copyrights owned by Paizo Inc., used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Roll for Intent is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Original characters and storylines are the property of Roman Neville Productions. Music for this podcast was provided by Michael Gelfie. Flip Melvin and Tabletop Audio. Visit our website at rollforintent.com. Any questions or suggestions, email us at mailroom at rollforintent.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>